0: You are this place Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Yes, Father is awesome in our midst. As we have always said, our Lord Jesus is always with us. Beholding our order, supplying the much-needed grace for us to walk in the victory that He gave us. Hallelujah. Yeah. It is important for us as believers, dear brethren, to relate to God as Father. He is not merely your God. He is your Father. Hallelujah. And it is a truth I pray, would settle deep down in the recesses of your human spirit. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. The truth that God is your father in Christ. Mm -hmm. It is a reality. It is not a mere, um, you know, a mere something we say to feel good about ourselves. It is a reality in the spirit. The Bible says that he came to his own, John chapter number one, verse 12, by his own received not, but as many as received him to them, he gave the power, that is the right, to become sons of God. The intention of God for sending Christ, his only begotten son, is that through him, he may have many sons like him. Hallelujah. Amen. thanks be unto God that you and I who have believed in Christ have also become sons of the living God. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that people not born of flesh and blood, but people born of God. We have been regenerated after the likeness of God himself. Amen. So John says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Hallelujah. And it do not appear what we shall be like, but when it shall appear, we shall be like him. Amen. Amen. This is our great hope we have as believers. (coughs) We are sons of the Most High. And because we are sons, the Bible says he has sent the spirit of his son. (laughs) Shadakabayeh. by whom we cry out our father by that spirit of his son who indwells us we can live like the son when i say the son the son is jesus we can live like christ by the spirit of his son who indwells us because that same spirit is what indwells jesus that is the holy ghost which you and i have amen and amen it is important for you as a believer, to see God as a father, because that is who he is to you. Amen and amen. Talk to him like a father. Share your burdens with him like a father. The Bible says that cast your burdens unto him, for he cares for you. If only the heart of believers would know how much the depth of the love of God for the believer if only we knew you see he cares so much for you they cast all your burdens onto you for he cares for you hallelujah amen and amen these truths should relieve us of every anxiety every unnecessary worries you understand these truths should cause us to rest in him assured the Father would watch jealously over us always and provide our every need. That is why I love something that Psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall know. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. You will not be in want of wisdom when you need it. You will not be in want of grace when you need it. You will not be in want of direction when you need it. You'll you will not be in want of provision when you need it. The Bible says that, He satisfies our mouth with good things. Hallelujah. Shadabahayas. That is who he is. Amen and amen. We look to him. Hallelujah. We look to him. Our expectation is from the Lord. Amen and amen. amen. We give God praise. We give God glory tonight. Faith generation, I welcome you to tonight's meeting, encounter. When we say encounter, we don't mean having a mere experience. We mean, as Sally said, encountering God in His Word. One of the things you should never do as a believer is to reduce your walk with God to experiences, mere experiences, and be seeking experiences. There are many believers who come into worship, go to church, looking for experience. The only way... You can judge whether you have really encountered God. You understand? If you're always looking for experience, it's by feelings. And until you get a certain feeling you are looking for, you would never be convinced in yourself that God is with you. But that is a serious lie if you live your life like that. Hallelujah. God is with you whether you feel it or not. He's there. Don't be looking for feelings of experiences encounter god himself how through his word truth has no has nothing to do with your feelings amen and amen though when you come to know it it produces that great feeling of joy in your spirit man amen and amen that is how come people sometimes will be in worship and say you know i didn't really feel the worship Mm Have you heard that before? I didn't, really feel, I didn't really feel the worship. Well, it's the worship for you. If it is not yours, then you don't need to feel it. Amen. Most times I find that believers really are seeking a satisfaction for themselves. It's it, it, unbeknown to them. There's, there's this subtle desire in them to satisfy themselves and not necessarily God. You you, you get what I'm talking about? So we we end up seeking feelings. We feel like if I do this and I do that, I'll get a certain kind of feeling and I'll feel okay. And then they feel okay in their mind. But you miss out on a whole lot when you do that. God is bigger than feelings, goosebumps, and those things. The Holy Spirit is not goosebumps. Hallelujah. Don't be looking for those things. Encounter God really in His Word know his truth for yourself and walk with him intimately. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. He can be known. God can be known. Hallelujah. All that he wants us to know of him is clearly made known to us in scripture. One of the things I love about God is God never hides from he that wants to know how to know him. He's made it abundantly clear in the scriptures. Amen and amen. But tonight, that's not where I want to go. Tonight, we are going to talk about the church. Amen. We want to talk about the church. Hallelujah. Remember, Jesus in Matthew chapter number 16, the Bible says that he came into the district of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples. He's been working with these disciples for some time and he had heard rumors of what people think he is. So he turned to his disciples and said to them, who do you say that the Son of Man is? And they began, you know, uh, bringing out the rumors they had heard and what people have said. said, And they said, some say John the Baptist. (laughs) Others say Elijah. Others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. You know, then he said to them, I, I, this is what people are saying, but who do you say that the Son of Man is? Who do you think that I am? You've been with me, you've walked with me, you've touched me, you've felt me, you've seen what I do. Who do you say that I am? And everybody was quiet. But Peter spoke up and said, you are the Christ. Now, for us now, we may not really grasp Uh, The depth of seriousness of that statement Peter made that you are the Christ in the context of the culture in which they lived in. Remember that these were Jews. All their lives, they've been waiting for Messiah to come. They've been expecting the anointed one to come. That is who the Christ is. The Messiah, the anointed one. The one who's been appointed of God for their salvation hallelujah that is all that they had been waiting for when they read the scriptures it made them expectant of the coming of the messiah so when peter blurted out at that moment that you are the christ you know luckily they were just by themselves if the pharisees and the sadducees were around And the scribes and teachers of the law were around, they would have seriously rebuked Peter and would have come against Jesus at the time, like they did at most times. Because that is to say, all of the hope of Israel, you are the one. And in truth, Christ was. Hallelujah. Jesus was. Mm -hmm. So Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus immediately replied him and said, Blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Jesus, he had made some emphatic statements. He says, you are Peter. And upon this rock, hallelujah, the rock of what? This truth about who I am, that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, I will build my church. The church is not built on Peter. Hallelujah. The church is built on Christ because He is the foundation stone. The stone which the builders rejected had become the headstone, the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. Amen. It is he on whom the church is founded. The Bible says no other foundation can any man lay than that which is already laid which is christ jesus hallelujah and he says upon this rock i'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it we know that when he died and he resurrected the gates of hell did not prevail against him and when he rose that was the building of his church hallelujah Because the church of the living God is the body of Christ. When the body of Christ rose from the grave, that was the victory of the church of the living God. The reason we walk in victory now is because as the body of Christ, Christ brought us back to life from the resurrection. The gates of hell, that is the power of death, could not hold us bound. Amen and amen. And that is why the Bible says that of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. The church will continue to grow in power, in influence. It will cover the entire face of the earth until the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of Christ. Hallelujah. Nothing and absolutely nothing can stop the church of the living God. Because we have prevailed. It is not like we are about to prevail. We have prevailed. Hallelujah. It is a past tense. One of the things that will help you in your understanding of the gospel is pay attention to the tenses. We have prevailed. We are victorious. We are more than conquerors. That is what the word of God says. But Jesus says, I will build my own church. The word church comes from the word, the Greek word ecclesia. That is the called out ones. And God began typifying this or showing this in typology when he called out the children of israel beginning with abraham hallelujah when he separated abraham from his father's house and said to him that he should go to a land which he would show him afterward hallelujah and from there a nation came out called the jews god separated them out and was dealing with them and in all his dealings they were types and shadows pointing to a reality that was yet to come to be fulfilled by christ jesus we as the body of christ we are the called out ones called out of what called out of the world hallelujah We've been called out of the kingdom of darkness we've been called out of the world we've been called into the kingdom of his dear son we belong to jesus that is who we are amen and amen the bible says in first corinthians chapter number 12 verse 13 for by one spirit were we all baptized into one body jew or greek slaves or free and I've been made to drink of one spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah. How did we become part of this church? Through baptism. What, what baptism is this? Spirit baptism. Hallelujah. Listen, there is only one baptism. And this is very important for you to understand. The Bible says, there is one Lord and one God, Father of us all. There is one faith. The Bible says there is one baptism. Hallelujah there is only one baptism that brings salvation what is this baptism spirit baptism jesus said to nicodemus you must be born again he says except a man be born of water and of the spirit he cannot see nor enter the kingdom and he comes back and he says that what. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of the spirit is spirit. What was Jesus talking about? When Jesus said, except a man be born of water in the spirit, what he meant was, "Except a man be born of water, that is the spirit. The water there is referring to the spirit. Hallelujah. That is why when John the Baptist came on the scene, remember John was the last prophet of the Old Testament, Old Covenant order. Jesus said that the least in the kingdom is greater than John. And he says, of all men born of women, none is greater than John. Hallelujah. Because John was the last of the prophets. And he was the only one who actually saw the promise of God in flesh. Of all those who were of the old covenant, of all the prophets of old, it was only John who saw, I mean, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and, and, and even Moses, and Abraham, they all prophesied of the coming Messiah. But none saw him in flesh except John. He touched him. He felt him. He even baptized them. Jesus said he's greater than all of them, but the least in the kingdom, because of the dispensation that he is in, is greater than John. John also came with his typology. Before John came, there was nothing like water baptism anywhere. The Jews had ceremonial washings. But John came with a baptism, a baptism unto repentance. And he proclaimed, he said, Behold, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is greater than I. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Listen to what John says. He says, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is greater than I. He would baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That would mean the medium of baptism will change. What I am doing is a foreshadow of a reality yet to come. Hallelujah. They ask John, are you the one to come? Or we should look for another. John says, oh, the friend of the bridegroom rejoices to see the bridegroom. Hallelujah. He said, I have said to you that I am not he. I am merely a forerunner who came before Jesus. I came with a typology of the new birth which is baptism. What brings you into the body of Christ is spirit baptism. What is spirit baptism? Titus 3, 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. It is an act of the spirit that when a man hears the gospel of Christ, the spirit of God moves upon his heart. And when he believes, the Spirit of God brings him back to life again. The Spirit of God moves upon his hand by the word and regenerates him, renews him. Hallelujah. Renews means resurrects him, brings him back to life because he was dead. The Bible says we're dead in trespasses and sins. Hallelujah. So, The baptism by which we are brought into the body become part of the ecclesia of Christ, the called out ones of Christ, is spirit baptism. Hallelujah. Water baptism was a mere typology. Amen and amen. You know, there's a lot of uh, confusion out there now and a lot of debate. People are debating. If you are not baptized in water, whether you are saved or not, it is so unnecessary even to have such a debate. If men simply understand the word of God, they will not be having that debate. Hallelujah. What is born of spirit is spirit. The Bible did not talk about water. They say what is born of water is what. No, what is born of spirit is spirit. Hallelujah. And that's what we need. So the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 13, for by one spirit, In other version, says in one spirit, that is the Holy Ghost, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek. Now, this is so important. Remember, before Jesus came, and even when He came and walked the face of the earth, the people of God were the Jews. God had called them out, and in His dealings with them, like we mentioned earlier. He was typifying and foreshadowing a reality that was yet to come. They were the church in the wilderness. All of God's plans at the time concerned the Jews, but it was towards a greater purpose. Now in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. This is a truth many have yet to understand there is neither Jew nor Greek the Bible says he has broken down the dividing wall of hostility that is by abolishing the law and he has he has made the two one that is the Jew and the Greek one in Christ there is nothing like slaves and free men there's nothing like rich and poor there's nothing like Jew and Greek hallelujah we are all one in Christ. As a matter of truth, there's nothing like male and female in Christ. We are all one in Christ. Hallelujah. This is so important. After the death and resurrection of Christ, God's interest in the church, in the, in the world, is one. That is his church, the church of, of Christ Jesus. God does not have a separate program for Jews. And God does not have a separate program for the church. The church is Jews and Gentiles, one in Christ. There is no separate agenda of God for Jews, and there is no separate agenda of God for Gentiles. It is one agenda for all men, because God is the God of all men, not God of only the Jews. Hallelujah. That is the intention of God. Amen and amen. And it always behooves me when I get to this point to say this, you know, because... Many are giving a false idea to our dear brethren, you know, uh, who are Jews now. We still hold on to Judaism and we still believe that the Messiah has not yet come and are still awaiting the Messiah. Hallelujah. We give false hope to them. What could be a more antichrist message than that? The Bible says that he that does not believe that Jesus has come in the flesh is antichrist. How could we support? How could we promote? How could we make them comfortable in that state of believing that Christ has not come, but he is yet to come? They are still waiting for the Messiah. And there are many people busy supporting them in that delusion. The Bible says he came to his own, his own received him not. But as many as received him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Listen, the first century church was full of Jews. Paul, the apostle, Peter, James, John, the early believers, they were all Jews. These were Jews who saw the truth and believed. Hallelujah. Many, many Jews believed. Those who did not believe did not become a part of the church of the living God. And the only way a man can become a part of the church of the living God is through spirit baptism. What is spirit baptism? To be born again. Hallelujah. To be born again. And after you are born again, the Bible says that he has made us all to drink of that one spirit. That is what we call the infilling of the spirit. Hallelujah. Shadabakaias. Amen and amen. The church of the living God. The interest of God in the earth now is his church. And how that his church will be a light to the world. Amen and amen. So that through that light, many will come to salvation. That is who we are. Look at this beautiful discourse of by Paul in Ephesians chapter number 5. He's speaking about marriage. But in reality, Paul is unveiling a mystery. Hallelujah. Listen to this. He says, Ephesians chapter number 5, verse 22. He says, Wife, submit to your, ha- your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and is the savior of the body hallelujah christ is what the savior of the body
1: that is why
0: you see i always i always say this the day you got born again that is the day you got spirit baptized into the body of christ it was a done deal it was too late for the devil the bible says that he that is joined to christ is one spirit with him and the bible says that we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. We'll read that here. Once you are joined with to Christ, you cannot be separated from him. Christ Jesus is the savior of the body. Listen to this. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Listen, the work of God in Christ for us. The plan of God is to present us to himself a glorious church, and He is continually doing that work in us. It is his work to do, not ours. Hallelujah. He is presenting us not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that we should be holier without blemish. He is doing that work. He says, so on men also to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, even as the Lord, the church. Hallelujah for we are members of his body of his flesh and of his bones jesus do you see where you are we are members of the body of christ of his flesh of his bones the reason paul goes so deep he's trying to let you know how intimately united you are with christ there is absolutely nothing that can separate you from christ jesus you are so intimately interwoven with Christ that nothing can can separate you there there, there is nothing that there, there's nothing that can, the Bible say that he that is joined to Christ is one spirit within no man ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it even as the Lord the church Jesus is always nourishing his church Jesus cherishes his church hallelujah which you and I are both corporately and individually, if you ever doubted that Christ loves you, this should settle that in your heart. If you ever doubted that Christ would nourish you, that is, give you what you need in order to flourish as a believer in him, let this truth settle it. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. If Christ ever hates you, then he hates his own flesh. But he never hates you. He nourishes and cherishes you. That is why every day he's pouring his grace. Every day he's pouring his grace. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Hallelujah. He will never leave you or forsake you. Amen. Do you know what he went through in order to obtain you? He bought you at a price. The price of his own blood. He will never let you go. He will never give up on you. Look at this, it says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and the two shall be, what, one flesh. In the same way, Christ left his father, and came down, and is joined to his wife, which is the church, hallelujah and we have become one flesh. Listen to what Paul says in verse 32. This is the key. He says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So Paul was what Paul was talking about is not necessarily husband and wife issues here. He's really talking about Christ and the church from where we can learn certain things as husbands and wives. But he's really speaking of the union of Christ and his church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are so united with Christ. That is why, as a believer, you should never see yourself apart from Christ Jesus. The Bible says, Apart from me, ye can do nothing. Ye can do nothing that is when he says apart from me you can do nothing doesn't mean that you are incapacitated to do anything at all you can do things but the question is the things you're doing are they going to be acceptable in the spirit apart from Christ you can really do nothing that would be acceptable before God apart from Christ you can do nothing that would have value in eternity that is why you see you must abide in Christ Stay, when we say abide in Christ, what we mean is be firmly planted in the truths of Christ and walk in him. Hallelujah. He's your husband. Amen and amen. And the church is his wife. Be careful how you talk about a man's wife. Amen. Listen, it doesn't matter how the world can gather against the church. When the world is slandering the church, don't join in. In-house, when we are rebuked, because we are, we are the church, we can bring certain rebukes to certain things that are going on in the church. But even that, we have to be careful. Because the Lord is the master of the church. The Bible says, let the church so be subject to Christ. Hallelujah. When was the church inaugurated? The church was inaugurated on the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit came down, that was when the church was born. Until then, the church had not yet been born. Even though the church was present in the body of Christ, it was that day that men began to be added into the body. Look at Hebrews chapter number 12. You see something beautiful here. Remember when the Jews received the law. That was when the church in the wilderness was inaugurated, when they received the law. Hallelujah on the at mount sinai now in the book of hebrews the writer of hebrews you know makes a distinction between that the establishment of that covenant and the beginning of the church now he makes a distinction between that look at the hebrews chapter number 12 verse 18 he says for you have not come you have not come to what may be touched a blazing fire darkness gloom and tempest and the sound of a trumpet, and voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed, so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. Hallelujah. Even Moses was trembling with fear at the inauguration of the church in the wilderness when the law was given. Because the Lord that was meant to give life rather brought death. It was a ministration of death. But look at verse 22. It says, But you have come to Mount Zion. Somebody say, I've come to Mount Zion. Oh, have come to Mount Zion. I've come to Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Listen, the, the, he's giving you a picture of when you, when you got born again into the body of Christ, what you have come into. He said, But you have come to Mount Zion, mm-hmm. to the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to the innumerable angels in festal gathering. Listen, you are in perfect fellowship with angelic beings. Angels are at your disposal. Mm-hmm. You are in the heavenly Jerusalem now, and to the assembly of the firstborn. The firstborn is Christ, so the assembly of Christ who are enrolled in heaven, that is registered in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirit of righteous men made perfect. Who are the spirit of righteous men made perfect? The righteous who have God ahead of us. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood or the blood of sprinkling that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Hallelujah. Listen to the things you've come to. We're not, we don't have time to go in, in depth, you know, to go in depth in all of them. But these are the things that you've come to in Christ Jesus. You are part of the assembly of the firstborn who are registered in heaven registered in heaven. Listen, uh, that man, tell him it. the Bible says that he shall write their names, that this man was born in air, that man was born in air, for the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Hallelujah. We are registered in, remember when the disciples cast out devils, they were rejoicing. Jesus said, do not rejoice that the demons were subject to you my name, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. It is because that is where your citizenship is from. The Bible says that our citizenship is from heaven above, from whence also we await our Savior who will transform our lowly bodies into the fashion of his likeness. This is who we are. And we've come to God, the judge of all. Hallelujah. God is the judge of all. And he has judged us righteous in Christ. Somebody say, I'm judged righteous in Christ judged righteous in christ hallelujah and to the spirit of the righteous made perfect and to jesus the mediator of the new covenant hallelujah and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better word than the blood of abel listen abel gave a sacrifice made an offering a sacrifice and because of that he was accepted of god the blood of abel there is not his own blood it is the blood of the animals he sacrificed unto the lord but there is a better blood hallelujah do you remember that the blood of bulls and goats only sufficed for a year it covered the sins of the people for a year but Jesus shed His blood eternally once and forevermore. Hallelujah. So we that have been sprinkled by that blood of Christ. Hallelujah. We have our conscience are sprinkled by that blood of Christ. We have no remembrance of sins. Hallelujah. It is not only for a year, it is not for two years, it is not for 10 years, it is for eternity, forevermore hallelujah that is why the Bible says he's able to save to the uttermost all them that come to him I always say this Christianity is not a contract that is time bound you know after your contract runs out God has to evaluate the contract to see whether you are good enough to for him to sign another contract with you no it is an eternal covenant of which you are a beneficiary hallelujah the blood of jesus is better than that blood abel offered on this altar amen and amen which foreshadowed what the jews and the israelites will be offering year after year after year after year but jesus appeared in the last days once and for all and offered himself for us all hallelujah it is enough I need no other argument. It is enough. Hallelujah. Shadavakai. This is what we have come to as a church. These are realities that concern us as a church. Hallelujah. Look at this. Hebrews chapter number eight. Remember when God called Abraham to go out to a land that he would show him. God did not tell him about the land. He just said, go to a land that I will show you. Listen to what Hebrews says concerning Abraham by faith hebrews chapter number 8 verse 8 by faith hebrews eleven eight. sorry by faith abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance the place god wanted to give abraham as an inheritance he never told him when you read the book of genesis so l- listen to what the bible says and he went out not knowing where he was going By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, as with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Listen, the real promise of God to Abraham was not a physical land somewhere in earth hallelujah even in that land he dwelt as a foreigner because he looked for a city what god was pointing out to him was beyond anything in this world he looked for a city whose builder and maker was god a city with foundations what city is this The bible says that we have come to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem that is what abraham was looking for the word city comes from the word polis it means a people a people hallelujah abraham was looking for a people he was looking for the church of the living god hallelujah whose builder and maker is god himself a city with foundations. Which what is is our foundation? Christ himself. Amen. Amen and amen. That was what Abraham was looking for. Abraham was actually looking for the church. <laughs> the church of the living God. That is why he journeyed on throughout this whole world. He never found it. He never found it. He died in faith having not yet received their promise, because God had planned something better. better. The day without us should not be made perfect. Hallelujah. Brethren, we are the church of the living God. The Bible says these things the angels long to look into. The men of old prophesied about these things, these realities, but they never got to see it. But we are living in the reality now. What a blessing we have. We are the church of Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Forever joined with him. He purchased with his own blood. We have come to that sprinkled blood. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. Hallelujah. We are in fellowship one with another because we are all the assembly of the firstborn who are registered in heaven. We've come to that heavenly Jerusalem. We are actually the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. That is who we are. This is what Abraham longed for, looked out for. That is who we are. Listen, this spiritual truth must guide our lives as believers here in this world we have no abiding place hallelujah we have no abiding place our hope lies beyond the curtains of this life amen and amen and that is what should rejoice our hearts as believers always This is what should rejoice our hearts always and cause us to walk in love towards one another and be about the Father's work here on the earth in bringing many unto salvation. Amen and amen. God is gathering all things in Christ Jesus. And in the end of time, at the end of time, you know, when we have our uh, eschatology conference beginning Friday, sunday we are going to talk about the end of time at the end of time anyone and anything that is not in christ (laughs) will be cast away god is gathering all things in christ hallelujah that is why we've been sent forth to bring men into christ to preach the gospel to bring men into christ amen amen he's gathering all things in christ jesus Hallelujah, bayegas. We are the church of the living God. Bought at the price of his own blood. Amen and amen. Washed and sprinkled with his blood. The church whom he loves, nourishing and cherishing it every moment. That is the heart of our Savior toward us. The Bible says that no man ever hates himself. Don't think that Christ ever hates his church. It doesn't matter what the church is doing, how far the church may stray. Christ still loves the church. Even when he rebukes us, he does so because he loves us. Amen. Amen. Christ loves his church. That means Christ loves you and I hallelujah we are members of his flesh of his bones the bible says you are so joined to christ absolutely nothing can separate you from him lift up your voice in this hour and begin to give praise to god lift up your voice begin to give praise to god thank god that you are in christ jesus thank god